You are getting 100% Jody on Women Taking the Lead. Typically, after hitting a deadline early, I would celebrate and then pivot to the next goal or deadline, but this time was different because I wasn't ready to be done with this goal. I'm a little bummed that this goal, which was going to be so amazing, has become a little anticlimactic. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. As I'm recording this, it is a rainy Sunday morning. I'm sipping my hot beverage, looking out the window at the trees that have started to change colors. It's a very relaxing picture, but let me warn you, this is not going to be the tone of this episode. The pace so far today is giving me an opportunity to reflect on the past week, and this past week was anything but tranquil. I was already a little off balance when something good happened, and yet it sent me into a spiral. Let me set the scene. Last weekend, I drove my friends to the airport in the wee hours of the morning on Sunday, and that began for me a week of house-sitting and doggy-sitting. My friends have two dogs, and one is a one-year-old Australian Shepherd. He requires a lot of attention and engagement and will get in trouble if you don't wear him out. (laughs) This was also the week the B&I leadership positions transitioned over, and as the incoming secretary-treasurer of my chapter, there were a lot of things that needed to be requested, communicated, decided, put in place, and prepared for. I have also taken on being the vice president of the board for the Maine Women's Conference this year, and we have been in a recruiting phase for the board for the past month. All of a sudden, this week, there was an influx of emails with nominations and applications to review, as well as attempts to schedule interviews for the candidates. While all these things were not necessarily meant to happen all at the same time, they did, and it made for a hectic week, but I've seen weeks like this before. And actually, this is the perfect time to take a moment and talk about one of my sponsors to really share with you once again my love of Text Expander. Text Expander is a software that has saved me boatloads of time on many occasions this past, this past week, especially. Text Expander helps you communicate smarter. You create snippets for things you type or copy and paste all the time. You can make snippets for short things that you use constantly like email addresses, website addresses, today's date, and you can make snippets for long things that you use regularly like directions, reference requests, proposals, answers to common questions, and you can summon these snippets on any app on Mac, Windows, iPhone, and iPad using an abbreviation or search for them using a hotkey while you're typing. You can also personalize your response using fill-in fields like dear name. And you can include your team. Your team can share snippets and you can edit them along the way to make sure everybody's giving out the same information using the same snippets. There has been software that has come up for renewal for me recently, and I've decided not to invest in another year because I don't use it that often or it's not that helpful. 
I gladly and gratefully renewed my subscription to Text Expander this past month because I could not imagine life without it. So for 20% off your first year, visit textexpander.com forward slash podcasts. Be sure to select Women Taking the Lead in the dropdown as the podcast you heard about Text Expander. Again, for 20% off your first year, visit textexpander.com forward slash podcast. Back to my crazy week. So I dropped my friends off at the airport on Sunday. And Sunday and Monday were very productive days for me. So I felt really good heading into the week. What I also had on my calendar was a large time block on Tuesday for training for my goal of 1,000 Spartan Regulation burpees in good form in one workout. And as I mentioned on the podcast previously, I recognized I needed some expert help on this goal. So I began working with Alex, who is a personal trainer and nutrition coach, and I began working with him in August. Alex put together a training and nutrition plan for me that we execute and review on a weekly basis. And to save my joints, in my weekly burpee workout, Alex had me doing no more than 500 burpees in those weekly workouts. The focus of those workouts was initially to get down the proper breathing and form, and once I nailed those, the focus was to try to do the workout a little faster each week. Based on the times I was hitting, Alex and I guessed that it would take me about four hours to hit 1,000 burpees if I could stay at a steady pace. This week, the training plan was to do burpees slowly and steadily for four hours just to get my mind wrapped around how long it was going to take. The best day for this workout was Tuesday as I didn't have any meetings in the afternoon. I knew I wasn't going to be good for much than basic activity after doing any kind of cardio workout for four hours. So a day with no meetings in the afternoon was a perfect day. So Tuesday morning, I began doing burpees slowly and steadily, figuring I'd hit about 900. What happened occurred to me like good news and bad news all at the same time. The good news is on Tuesday, October 2nd at 11.41 a.m. Eastern Time, after doing burpees for 3 hours, 38 minutes, and 34 seconds, I hit 1,000 Spartan Regulation burpees done in good form and achieved my goal. I shared with a friend that it was a little tacky to say that, you know, I, I didn't intend to, but I ended up doing 1,000 burpees in my last workout. (laughs) She responded that there is a saying, practice hard so game day is easy. I completed 1,000 burpees so easily because I was prepared for it better than I realized. I also joked with Alex that I think he used reverse psychology on me. By telling me to go slow and just do burpees for four hours with no goal, he made it easier for me to hit 1,000 because there was nothing riding on this workout. There was no pressure. I settled into a kind of meditative state, just focusing on breathing in, breathing out, awareness of my form, and keeping count. The bad news is I've been in a bit of a funk about it ever since. It had me in a tailspin because the plan was to train throughout October and complete this goal on October 26th. I didn't even know what to do or who to tell because there wasn't supposed to be anything to tell that day. I reached out to Alex to let him know my news and 
since he has been wanting me to video the achievement of doing 1,000, of doing the 1,000 burpees all along, it was his thought I should recover for a couple days, do cardio workouts on a bike or elliptical to keep up my cardiovascular strength while sparing my joints, and then do the 1,000 burpees again within eight days, this time recording it. I am not a selfie or a video person, so redoing the 1,000 burpees just to do a video did not seem that appealing, though I'll admit it is a great marketing tool and it would record the achievement of an enormous goal. I'd obviously have to get it edited because nobody's going to sit through (laughs) a three and a half hour video of someone doing burpees over and over again. But with a time elapse and a counter, that, that could be a pretty cool video, but it wasn't enough to get me jazzed and motivated. And typically, after hitting a deadline early, I would celebrate and then pivot to the next goal or deadline. But this time was different because I wasn't ready to be done with this goal. I'm a little bummed that this goal, which was going to be so amazing, has become a little anticlimactic. I know there are some of you out there internally shouting at me that this is still an amazing achievement, and it is. However, these are my feelings. And after some contemplation, here's what I believe is causing this experience for me. One, things did not go according to plan. I was going to have the next 24 days to plan how I was going to celebrate this achievement. I also hadn't planned yet how I was going to communicate it. I was still contemplating if I would be videoed doing 1,000 burpees. If so, I needed to decide if I would do the workout in a more formal location than the room in my home that serves as both my office and workout room. I definitely would not have planned to do 1,000 burpees on a Tuesday during one of the busiest weeks I've had all year. I would have done it on a Friday so I could take the whole weekend to recover. That wasn't possible this week because I had two meetings on Friday afternoon. I know a part of this is my type A tendency to want, one, a plan, and two, for things to go according to my plan. (laughs) I have come far enough to know I have to let this go. It didn't go according to plan, but it's done. And as the saying goes, done is better than perfect. Second, I feel a void without another big goal lined up immediately. I have been contemplating what was going to be the next thing for me after 1,000 burpees. I've come to know myself well enough to know my life works when I have a fitness goal. I take much better care of myself when I'm working towards an event or an achievement than I do without any external motivation. I've talked before about Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies quiz, and no surprise, I'm an obliger. That means I'm more externally motivated than internally motivated. Give me accountability, and I'm capable of almost anything. It's why I'm a fan of making goals public. But if I'm the only one who knows I should be doing yoga today, and it's not contributing to my performance for something you know, that I've publicly declared, there's about a 50-50 chance I'll do it. But if doing yoga today means I'll be better for my other workout this week, which is contributing to my performance at a race, you better believe I'm doing yoga today. It sounds strange, but it's true. That's how it works for me. 
not having another big goal in place immediately has left me feeling adrift. Other than taking the dogs for a walk, I haven't gotten in any of the workouts, not even the bike or the elliptical, both of which I had access to this week. My eating has also gone off the rails. It's not egregious, but it's not anything I'm proud of either. I have been feeling so healthy, so fit, and so well taken care of these past few months, and within four days, I made countless decisions that went against my health and wellness, never mind my fitness. I want to have the next thing on my radar, but thus far, nothing is getting me excited, and if you've been listening to this podcast for some time, you know I don't believe in creating arbitrary goals. Goals need to be personal and worthy of us as individuals, so this may take a little bit of time. And third, I'm not giving myself the space to allow what's next to come naturally. Here's where my higher self begins to come in and take over the conversation. I just did 1,000 burpees five days ago, and my week has been far from routine or restful. I'm tired and off balance, and as one of my favorite cliches go, it is what it is. And given how public I am about all my goals on this podcast, how, how likely is it that I would go months never mentioning what my new goal is, or at the very least, what I am doing to keep my health and fitness at optimal? That would not happen. I know for me, and if you're type A like me, it's probably true for you as well, it is so difficult to take time to stop, celebrate, rest, recover, reflect, and re-energize, but it's so important. It's the good work. It's the work that sets us up for success in the next phase. And I think this episode is a way for me to sort through all my thoughts and feelings. So I thank you for playing along with me. This has been incredibly helpful for me, and I hope it was helpful for you too. Keep this in your back pocket if ever you get that anti-climatic feeling after a big event or achievement. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, this past week was a perfect storm of things that are important to me, requiring a lot of attention all at once. You need to know that as much as you and I plan, as much as you and I prepare, it doesn't stop life from coming at us. Sometimes, even when we've done all the clearing away of what's not important to us so we can focus only on what is important, those things suddenly have needs all at the same time. Don't judge yourself or your life too harshly. All you can do is your best. And this is a good reminder for me as well. However, the work that can be done now in preparation for the next time is to move the needle on what your best looks like. Can you practice more awareness, presence, patience, and listening? Can you take better care of yourself so your body is better able to absorb brief periods of life at full speed? It's no mistake that I'm choosing mid-October as the time to do the Accomplished Course Part 1, which I've titled Energized and in Control. We've just gone through the busy end of summer, beginning of fall period, and the holidays are coming. Now is the time to change your perception of what you can and cannot handle. What will you focus on to prepare for the next active wave? 
In the accomplished course, I'm going to give you some insight into how you are handling stress right now and the tools to manage what is coming at you more effectively so you actually decrease and even remove the experience of feeling stressed. Imagine having life coming at you full speed, yet you still remain calm and in control. And when you remain calm and in control, you will be more productive, more effective, more enjoyable to be around, and you'll hit your goals more quickly. I hear people say all the time, I know what to do. I'm just not doing it. It's always a stress reaction that keeps them from it. If you've been thinking that you would like to work with me, this is one of your best opportunities to do so. Go to womentakingthelead.com forward slash energize to find out more and get yourself registered. This round of the accomplished course will close to new registrations on Friday, October 12th. So if you're listening to this episode in real time, it'll be, it's closing this Friday. So take the step and get yourself registered now. And one last thing, you guys, I did 1000 Spartan regulation burpees in good form in one workout, and I did it in the month I said I would do it, October. Thank you for being a part of my journey and supporting me along the way. As always, I hope this was of value to you, and here's to your success. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.